0: you. <laughs> The highness of human crime, murder. Our law decrees his execution. The matter is one of increasing and heated controversy. But whether we are pro or con, one inescapable enigma must be confronted that you or I, one of us, must carry out the execution. You or I, someone among us, must release the fatal gas Pull the switch. Spring the hangman's trap. Here, then, is our enigma. If you were the executioner, would you yourself not become a murderer? But you have to do it, Tom. You're the sheriff. Sure. But I'm not the hangman. If you don't do it, somebody else will. Not me,
1: Sarah, is, is what I'm saying.
2: Tom, we have to face facts if you want to
0: be sheriff.
1: That's just it. I don't have to be sheriff. Not if I have to take a man out and kill him. Just because I'm paid to do it.
0: Our mystery drama, The Hanging Sheriff, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Bryce Walton and stars Fred Grimm. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Tom Bender never really wanted to be a sheriff. It was his wife's idea. But when he gave in and wore the badge, he also accepted the moral stance of his office. He represented the good people. He was their defense against the bad. Then Sheriff Bender awoke one morning to find the distinction between good and evil can turn into a puzzling blur. In our story of retribution... Sheriff Bender finds that he who catches killers can eventually, of necessity, catch up with himself.
2: Morning, big South man.
1: Oh. what got you up there?
2: You, honey. I swear you had this course built on just so you could dawdle your life away. Dream about that smooth boat instead of getting yourself into town. Bet you don't even know the time of day. Morning. Morning's the
1: best time to be out on the old river.
2: <laughs> it's the last day.
1: That trial don't need me no more. Maybe it never did. Yeah,
2: but you need that trial, Tom. You look good and tall sitting there, everybody knowing you brought in the killer. Might a good public relations. <laughs> that
1: courthouse is awful hot all August. Hot and ugly as sin.
2: Tom, what's really working on You? You've had the blues ever since that trial started. You act scared or something. Now, what is it? It's that salesman. Now, well, what about him?
1: I'm just not eager to see sentence pass on him.
2: But he's guilty. He's sure not guilty. Yeah,
1: sure enough, but there's degrees of guilt. And he ought not to get nothing worse than second degree manslaughter.
2: I don't see it matters much, but maybe that's all he'll get. No, no,
1: no. That salesman's going to hang
2: well, what's it to you, anyway? You've done your bit, brought in a killer, of your hands.
1: No way. It's all going to be in my hands.
2: Now, just what's what that supposed to mean?
1: It means that I... I got to do the hanging.
2: You? Why should you have to do it?
1: Why? <laughs> because I've been told to do it.
2: Told by who?
1: By town council. Bert Clippinger. Leo Bates. Old Seth Boney. They decided. Uh, Bates told me. Called me into his office yesterday afternoon. All smiles. Like he's doing me a favor. Tom, if the judge calls for hanging, we're going to have to let you do it. Uh, Me. I got to do their dirty work. And you know why?
2: Well, I know. To save money. Save money?
1: That's right. They figure me already being on salary, they'll just hand the execution over to me. Save their taxpaying voters a bundle from hiring a professional hangman. Then maybe they'll give you a fat bonus. Bonus? Holy crow! That's not the point. What, what I'm saying is I... I can't. I, 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 I don't... Well,
2: getting yourself all worked up won't help matters, Tom. Tom, you wait. You wait, you yes? hear? Mm. You don't know what it is, Sarah. Nobody knows has ever seen a man trip out that way. And I've seen it. huh? I've, I've been there. And it is bad. Tom! Tom, wait. I don't feel so good. You well, know, that makes two... You... One of my splitting headaches is coming on. Oh, it's just awful. Worse than usual, I feel real dizzy. Hmm? Like I'm just going blind with another old stress headache. Oh,
1: sorry about that.
2: You know what Dr. Cole said about my stress.
1: Yeah, I know about stress. It's bad for the health.
2: Okay, well, try not to get any stress, Tom. simmer down. Stop worrying about that no-count salesman. Uh, I'll, I'll try. All uh, right, sir. And, Tom. Yeah? You stop on your way to the office and see Dr. Cole. Oh. You know, he said he had a new prescription for my headache. You tell him to bring that prescription right out here. I just don't know how I'll get through this day.
1: All right, sir. I'll send
2: him out. And don't you worry. Maybe the judge'll let that salesman off easy.
1: Order, order in this court. Order. You hear? I'll clear this courtroom. Yeah, Mister Frank Tanner. Our blue ribbon jury has found and declared you guilty of felonious homicide in the first degree. You got some final say with this here, Court? Oh, Judge, Your Honor, that's real consider of you. I I don't have much to say more than what I said already. I didn't mean to kill anybody, especially your Mr. Hambrook. I know he was well thought of here in Lakeville. I know he had a family and all, and... What I want to say is, I'm sorry. I had no intention of killing Mr. Hambrook. I didn't mean to do it. Judge, I wouldn't have hurt on a man if I could help it. It just happened. It was all an accident. Being born can be an accident, too, son. But never an excuse. Please. Please, Your Honor. Your Honor, I've told the truth. Just how it all was, how we got to exchanging words and scuffing around a little. That's all, sir. I, I didn't mean to hit him hard. He just fell, hit his head on that bar stool. It was just an accident. I, I sure didn't plan on nothing. Well, I, I never even been in this town or in that bar before. I never knew Mister Hambrook. Never seen or heard of him before. I wish I'd never had that drink with Mr. Hambrook. If wishes were horses, boy, beggars would ride. Got any more final say for us, Frank? Looks like I might as well save my breath. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it is my solemn duty to pass sentence on you. Said sentence being that you shall be hung by your neck until you are declared
2: dead. Right. right. Now,
1: until
2: right. the day
1: of your execution, a day not yet decided on, but in the near future, you shall be handed over to the administrations of our dedicated lawman, Sheriff Tom Bender. <laughs> You, you awake, Frank? Uh, hard to say if I'm awake or in a bad dream. Uh, hard for anyone of to figure that sometimes. Uh, how's your appetite? What appetite? I'm too depressed to have an appetite. Well, maybe some baked beans to cheer you up. Uh, uh, didn't I hear you express a special yen for baked beans? Yeah. Hey, say, this is Bolton enough, you sheriff. Thanks. Yeah, well, what about some cornbread? Oh, fresh and still warm. My wife just baked it. Hey, this is mighty good. I like cornbread. Hey, this is real special. Mm. Your woman must be some cook. Yeah, well, she's got mac for cornbread. Uh, Old oh, one here. Huh. Figured your throat might be a spectra. Hey, man. My favorite brew. <laughs> and hmm, nice and cold, too. Dewy Cold. And fix this old jail cell up for you too, Frank. Uh, this part of the courthouse is old from way back in Civil War days. So these walls here are real thick. Cool in summer, warm in winter. Thanks. Thanks for the fair shake. You're something all right for a Long. You know, whatever I can do, Frank. And raisins. <laughs> I never did have corn met with raisins, you're okay, Sheriff. The first time I ever got a decent treatment in a slammer. You're... You're... Uh, all right, Chef. <laughs> I got to hang. The judge, he said that. He said it. You heard him say it. I've been sort of crazy thinking it wasn't real. It's a dream. It's a joke. Something. But it's no joke, is it? I'm gonna hang I'm gonna die. I'm gonna be as dead as a sack of oats. Uh, now, now, Frank, you you, you got to keep a tight rein. But system. I never meant to kill anybody. It just happened. I, I know that, Frank, Sheriff. You don't think it's right, do you? I ought to hang. No, no, I don't think it's right. Uh, and you being Sheriff isn't it something? Anything you can do? Uh, uh where do you hail from, Frank? Oh, here, there. Up north, mostly. Uh, you got any friends up there you could call? No, no. Always been on the road. Always going selling. Hmm. Oh, I had a... Thought I had, anyway, some friends once. When my wife left, they just stopped coming around. Seems they were more her friends. Uh, how about relatives? one that could do me any good. A good lawyer might help, but, uh... Of course, their services come. High. <laughs> too high for me. I haven't done too bad selling, but the wife took everything. I figured to do better if I could open new sales routes down here. And I wasn't doing too bad either until this. Yeah, so you're stony broke? Flat out. Yeah, you sure got off onto a rough and lonely road. Uh, roads ought to go somewhere. All the roads I ever took just kept going. Until this road finally ends. At the end of the rope. Oh, Sheriff. Can't you do something? Uh, my friends call me Tom. Tom, please help me. Uh, I'd like to, Frank. I, I, I want to. I mean, there must be something or other. Uh, there's hope. Well, what kind? Uh, the kind a of man always has when he's still alive. Uh-huh. No, oh, no, that kind of won't last me long. Anyway, I can't last. I can't take it. I can't hold it together. I, I, I could never face that rope. Yeah, neither can I. You don't have to. I hope not. <sighs> well, you're a good man. <laughs> I appreciate it. You're concerned and no? all. Uh, you just hold on, Frank. Keep the faith. If I can do anything... At all. I
0: will. If the selection of an executioner presents society with a troublesome philosophical dilemma, then what about our chosen hangman? Tom is an easygoing, amiable fellow who would apparently rather do almost anything than hang a fellow man. Now a dilemma is defined as a predicament that seemingly defies a satisfactory solution. Yet Sheriff Bender implies a possible way out. Does he believe in miracles? I'll be back shortly with that. Behind every successful man, we are told, is a woman. We might add, in the case of Sheriff Tom Bender's wife, Sarah, an ambitious, perhaps even an unscrupulous woman. We also know that ambition's drive may carry you to the top or drive your spouse to the top, which is presumably where she wishes you to be. I might add, as possibly germane to our story, the legend that a hand-pecked husband once had chiseled on the tombstone of a domineering woman, she is at peace. And so am I. Tom, you and
2: eat to supper.
1: I'm not so hungry, Sarah.
2: Well, you better stop moping over that no-count salesman if you know what's good for you. What's good for me?
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about that.
2: Well, you can think better after a good supper.
1: I need time. I, I got to work things out.
2: Oh, come on now, honey. I baked up a big pan of cornbread. Yeah, with the raisins in it. Foods and raisins. Yeah. Plenty of ham hocks, beans,
1: gravy. Yeah, that's mighty generous of you, Sarah, but I, I, I'm just not so hungry.
2: I can't understand why you have to get yourself in a frazzle over that no-good salesman.
1: Uh, maybe it'd come a sight more clear if you'd just consider how in three days I got to take that salesman out murder him.
2: Murder him? Why do you have to talk like that?
1: Because that's what I've got to do. Murder him. It
2: isn't murder. You're just going to hang him.
1: Yeah, that's right. Until he's dead. And he'll be dead on account of me. Because I have put the rope around his neck.
2: Tom, you just have to stop thinking about it.
1: Stop thinking about it? <laughs> Don't you have any idea what I'm up against?
2: Of course I do.
1: But you have to face facts. Facts? The fact is, I got to take this man out, put a rope around his neck, kick a trap door out from under him, and watch him die. The fact is, I got to kill a man who never did me a wrong. Or a man I hardly even know. Now, ain't that murder? But you're
2: the sheriff!
1: But I'm not a hangman. I don't have to kill a man, just as I'm told to do it, because someone pays me to do it. I'm not a paid killer.
2: Honey, you got a big career ahead of you. If you don't do your duty now, somebody else will. Not me, sir.
1: That's what I'm saying, not me. You, can't you get that through your head? I can't.
2: You nope. will, Paul, if you want to be sheriff.
1: Yes. Not all you think about, although all you care about. If
2: somebody else has to hang that salesman, then somebody else is going to be sheriff.
1: Uh, and that's the worst thing you can think of.
2: Just about. If,
1: if murdering a man isn't worse, what is?
2: I'll tell you what's worse. The thought of being married to a man working for $4 an hour in the Lakeville paper mill. And that's where you'll end up, Tom, if you don't hang this salesman. Back to the paper mill, where I found you. Where you'd still be if it wasn't for me. Sarah, please, listen to me. No, Yo, you I... listen. Remember, there's an election coming up. You do remember the election. Now
1: that you mention it, sure.
2: Oh, Tom. Tom, I don't feel so good. Huh? I feel faint.
1: Uh, 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 getting one of your Yes,
2: it's coming on. And it's all your fault. Now, you call Dr. Cole. He's got to take me over. I think it's my heart, too. He said I had to watch my blood pressure. Now, you call him.
1: Uh, What were you saying about the election?
2: I'm saying you better do what you have to do, or you'll be out of office, and you know it. Everybody's just waiting to see if you've got the guts to give that salesman his just dessert. If you don't, you'll not only be nosing around the paper mill looking for work, you'll be looking for this nice big house on the river, and you'll be looking for that big sailboat you've been dreaming about, and you'll be looking for me. you, sir.
1: Come. call Dr. Cole. I think I'm going to faint. All
2: right. All right. I'll call him. I won't be married to any millhand. I'm married a man I can look up to. A man going places. Sheriff of Lickville, Sheriff of Bundy County. You're not going to settle for less, Tom huh, Bender. You won't. I won't let you. <laughs>
1: Rise and shine, Mr. Tanner. Leave me alone. When you roll over, roll out. <laughs> I'm a Judd Thomas, Sheriff Tom's deputy. You get a special appointment for the hanging? Nope, I've been upriver after a guy been dynamiting fish. That's against the law. <laughs> Almost had him, too, but I got a call from Sheriff Tom to hurry back here and give him a hand. And yeah, You didn't waste no time. No way. Like Ben Franklin used to say, time is money. Now, uh, Frank, how much do you weigh? About uh, 165 Hey, what's it to you? Vital statistic. W- why are you taking notes? Data. Vital data. Vital data? Hmm. On hanging. Nobody around here, hardly anyone anywhere, knows much about hanging. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it either. Had to check a book on it out of the library. They had a good book on the subject published in England called A Handbook on Hanging. You have to know plenty. You have to be an expert to assure what they call a neat drop. You know, you can't bungle a hang and You can't have a roughneck job. A roughneck job? Right. Everything's got to be carefully worked out. I bet you figured it was just a simple job any amateur could pick up on. I figure you can take your little notebook and get lost. Oh, now, psychologically speaking, that's the worst thing you can do, Mr. Tanner. Try to dismiss the subject, try to put it out of your mind. That's bad. You, you have to think about it in depth from every angle. You have to prepare yourself, sack yourself up. I, I think it's called in uh, clinical psychology pre-adaptive adjustment. When I want your opinion, quiz kid, I'll give it to you. Just get lost, will you? I want to help you, Mr. Tanner. And I can help. That's my major in college, computer psychology. You doing the term paper on a hang? <laughs> of course not. Sheriff Tom's my uncle. He lets me work for him during summer vacation. But I never been in on a hang, so I had to bone up fast. See, it's a delicate problem in logistics, but I'm going to work it down to a T. That's the you take weight. Weight is the most crucial data. Every job is different. You always have to figure the weight, the strength of the rope... The number of feet of drop? all like that. What's that? This? Oh, it's a chart I got out of the book. You see here? Length of drop in a neat job averages six feet. This um, varies inversely with the body weight. Now, you give or take a few pounds either way. But here, see... You go down the chart here to where it says 165 pounds. You did say 165? I might be off a few amps. Well, it's no matter. I'll make do allowance. Now, you run down the chart here to 165, then mock across to the left-hand column here, and it gives the correct feet of drop. And it seems to be approximately three feet. Uh, but you're young and strong built, so here it says you add a foot to make it a four-foot drop. Get out of here! Get away from me. You're a friend. Get away from me, you computer Get away. You, you control me. You. you killer. You you murdering creep. No, you got me all wrong. Listen. You're worse than me. You're worse than any cold-blooded killer I ever heard of. Weighing a man out like a Christmas turkey. Killing a man for pay. Me? Oh, no, Mr. Tanner, not me. I I wouldn't. I, I couldn't hang anybody Against my moral principle, I'm I'm doing this for you and and for Sheriff Tom. He's the one who has to do the hanging. What, Tom? Oh, sure, he has to do it. But see, he doesn't know anything about it, so I want to make it easy for him and for you, Mr. Tanner, for all of us. I, the I, Sheriff I, Tom. Oh, the poor guy. He doesn't like this any more than we do. But he wants to make the best of it. We all want to do that. No. No, he's. he's my friend. Tom's my friend. He said he'd help me. Morning, Sheriff Tom. Morning, Judd. I'm yeah, bright and early again. Well, I say, got to see that scaffolding's up on schedule, and according to plan, has to be precise on the button. Mm-hmm. Good to see these days. Young man's own bottle and dedicated to his work. Gallows have to be built according to specifications if we want a neat drop. Hmm. Looks mighty neat from here. Looks about finished. Mm, will be today. Had to have an essential heavy cross beam up there and then two special fastening bolts terminating in hooks to hold the rope. Blacksmith had to make those up over in Ridgeway. And that trap or a drop as they call it that's a very special custom job too. Uh, how's that John? Well, it has to be made of heavy pine fixed in an oak framework. has to be on a level with the floor and over a deep pit. Oh, it's going to be done right, Sheriff Tom. There won't be any Mm slip-ups. How's our prisoner? Oh, not good. Not good at all. His morale, I mean. Well, let's face it. His future is not too bright. I don't think he's made of the right stuff. The right stuff? You know... I mean, to make a proper adjustment. As long as he has to go, he ought to be more cooperative, more considerate. Or to make it easier for all of us. Where? It isn't Tom Bender, the friendly sheriff. Yeah, now, easy, thank uh, I just want to have a talk with him. I don't want to talk to you, you Judas creep. Uh, <clears throat> you have to see my side. I've seen too much of you already going to help me, going to be my friend, and all the time you're fixing to hang me. It's it's supposed to be my job, uh, but I was not lying, and, and I'll do anything I can to help you. I meant it, and oh. I still mean it, sure. You and that kid computer, you're both going to help me stay out of my sight. I won't see you until I have to. Oh, uh, Sheriff Tom, I forgot to tell you about the road. Yeah, yeah, you just listen to your little helper. huh? <laughs> What kind of hanging would you have without a rope, huh? Uh, what, what about the rope, Judge? Well, I just wanted you to know we got the best. Had to send over to Ridgeway for it. Have to have the finest hemp that won't stretch. Only the best for me, huh, Fred? Oh, it uh, is the best. Three-quarter inch rope of five strands of Italian hemp. Like the book says, nothing is so bad as a broken drop. Uh, fine, Judge. That's just fine. Uh, come on now. Let's move along. And, uh, Frank, uh... You keep the faith. Uh, I'll see you later. There's only one place I want to see you, Judas Creep. In hell!
0: I might quote to all concerned an old Chinese proverb that of 36 ways to avert disaster, running away is the best. But running appears out of the question for Frank and out of character for Sheriff Bender. We shall learn in Act 3 if Frank's desire to see the sheriff in hell is a curse or prophecy. We all play many roles between birth and death, but it may be a wrong role. And if it is wrong enough, playing it out can lead to disaster. Maladjustment, freely translated, means an inability to adjust oneself to circumstances. Desperately one seeks a way out. Any way at all seems a better way than to go on playing an intolerable part. Then you must change the circumstances. Change them at any cost, you say. Easier said. And done. We now
1: commend you to a better world of forgiveness and mercy. Oh. Tom, it's going wrong. What's wrong? Oh Lord, what's wrong? Miscalculation, Tom. Uh, what happened? Not enough drop, Tom. Look. Look, he's still kicking. Too
2: light. Should have had another foot of drop. Get down there, Tom. Down there? Down there. Into the pit.
1: Hurry, Tom. In the pit? No. No, I can't. In the
2: pit. You want him to suffer? His neck's broke. Get down there. Get hold of his feet. He needs more weight, boy. More weight. I got him.
1: I got That's right. Keep hold of his feet now. Pull. Pull harder. That's right. Hold on and pull. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. Let
2: me out. Come. Come now. It's all right. Oh, let,
1: let, let, let me. Uh, oh, oh, can't uh, I can't breathe.
2: There now, honey. Come, honey. You're awake now.
1: Oh, Sheriff.
2: Yes. I'm here and it's all right now.
1: I, I can't do it, Sarah. I won't do it.
2: You've just had another of your old night sweats. But you'll do it when the time comes. You'll face up. No. Yes, you will. No way. You'll do what you have
1: to I don't have to hang that film or anybody else. I'm putting in my resignation. I'm going to tell Seth Boney to take this sheriff's badge and...
2: Choke on it! Oh. You hit me! Uh, Looky here, I'm bleeding. That badge! It hit me! You're gonna put my eye out! Uh,
1: sheriff, uh, sorry, I, I, I didn't mean it.
2: What's got in you? You're acting crazy. Crazy as a loon.
1: I said I was sorry. Uh, you to go up call.
2: that badge. Pick it up. Put it on the bureau, and come back to bed.
1: Being sheriff was your idea in the first place. Not mine. I'm getting out.
2: You mean running away.
1: I've got to get out. Back to Seacliff. That, that sailboat. I can get it cheap, and I'm going. You
2: are going to stay sheriff of Lakeville, or I'll make a little call to Boney myself and to the county prosecutor. Well,
1: now, Sarah, what, what would you have to talk to them about?
2: You know. Know what? What, I can tell him?
1: What, Sarah? What would you tell them?
2: Why, I'd remind him of those sales of all that land down the river where the new superhighway's cutting through. Those illegal contracts with the harbor construction outfit and all those other payoffs and dirty deals. I know all about them, Tom.
1: All those debts you was running up this, this house, that, that new car. Uh, and I... I figured I had to do something. Anything to hang on. And you went along. You you knew. You went along, Sarah. And and now you do this to me. Try me. Just you
2: try me, mister. You want to walk out, ruin everything I've planned on? You go ahead. But I'll ruin you, too.
1: You still want to talk? Uh Ain't it enough to hang a man without having to talk about it? Uh, The talks about done. It's time for action. I'm going to bail you out. Sure, yeah. The moon's going to turn to green cheese. No, no, I mean it. We're breaking out. Uh I'm a man of my word. Uh, You ought to have seen that. Take these. What's this? Two sharp chisels and a hammer looks like chisels and a hammer. Frank, listen. Do what I say, and you'll be out of here and long gone, free as a whistle. <laughs> you aren't fooling, I. Are I am not fooling. What I had to figure out was how to get out of the hanging and still be sheriff. It's one way to do it. You got to get clean away so there'll be nobody for me to hang. And it's got to look as a big surprise to me ...as the rest of this town. How can you manage that? Told you. This was an old part of the courthouse. Been here since Grant took Richmond. Concrete up there around those bars. (laughs) It's as soft and crumbly as sand. Wood's rotten. Work around those bars with these chisels a while. They'll come loose. Fall right out. Thanks, Sheriff. Thanks. Thanks again. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry I called you some names. Uh, but if I do get through these bars, what's my chances of getting out of this country? First rate. Or I wouldn't be springing you. When those bars work loose, drop down into the weeds, there's a path that goes straight out back of the courthouse to a dirt road, huh? You go right on that road, and you hightail it and keep going west down that river road. Got that? Yeah, I guys. Until that road crosses a creek about two miles out. Crosses a creek two miles out. Right. You get in under the west side of that little bridge. Wait there for further instructions. From who? How? I'll be there, Frank. Don't worry. On no account, move from under that bridge till you hear from me. Okay. Okay, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it for now. Make it that far, it's a cinch. And we're both out of the woods. I can't believe it. I'm not gonna hang. Oh, oh, oh. My leg. My leg. It's gone i think it you broke. It's giving out on me. It's no so good to me. Those dogs are going to get me. Bridge. What bridge? There is no bridge. Just this road going on and on. Going nowhere. Else. What bridge, old buddy, Sheriff? My old friend Tom. Is there any bridges there, old buddy Tom. Because this road and the dog. Frank, huh? what held you up? Oh, Tom, thank the Lord. I thought. I thought you. What happened? My legs. I heard a pass. Maybe broke Now, how'd you manage that? Oh, that drop out the window. Getting out was easy, but it was a long drop down into the weeds. And I landed on a rock. Footy the way? Can you get over ways to the river? I don't know why. It, it's no more than 50 yards. You've you got to make it. Uh, all right. All right. Sure, Tom. Uh, I can do it. Yes. This path goes through the willows to the river bank. Uh, rowboat's tied up there. Go down river a mile. Yeah. Stay close to this right bank. You'll see a white boat landing. Yeah. It'll be shining clear in the moonlight. Uh-huh. It goes up to a big white house. Can't miss it. Pull in there. Let the boat go on down the river. Two miles down, you'll go over Cowwaller Falls. And they'll figure that you went with it. Where will I be? In that big white house. Safe and snug as a bug in a rug. How come I'll be so snug and safe in that house? (laughs) Because, Frank, it's my house. Your house? Why, sure. You'll hold up there a while till the chase cools off. I'll fit you up with some clothes and traveling money. Find a way to get you over the state line. <laughs> Last place anybody looked for you would be in the sheriff's house. Sheriff? Tom? Hey, you here, Tom? Tom? Come in, Frank. Oh, Lord, this is good. Yeah. What a relief. Those dogs, they sure threw a fit when they lost me on the river. Yeah, nothing much meaner than uh, the uh, dog pack. Ah. Uh, sure is in bad shape. It's all swollen. Uh, we had now to do something about it. Yeah, we're gonna do something about it. Oh? Okay. Now you see I'm gonna hide out here someplace. Uh where's the wife? Uh, that's her. That's her. Where? I don't I don't. Uh, lying there by the table. Oh. Huh. But what what's happened? I mean, to her head. What's she doing lying there? Waiting. Waiting? There was an accident. Yeah. She's waiting for the undertaker. Tom. Tom, what are you doing? Stand right there, Frank. Don't move now. What's the gun for? Just don't move or try anything. It's a lost cause. What's this about? Who are you calling? We had a misunderstanding, the wife and I. I hit her. Lost my temper and hit her. Uh, might too hard. Uh, it, it was an accident. Uh, you know about accidents, right? You... You killed her. But I really didn't mean to do it. I was... Oh, yeah. Hello, State Troopers Office. This is Sheriff Tom Bender over in Lakeville. Right. It... We had a man jump jail here during the early morning hours. Right, right. A man named Frank Tanner. Well, I just got back to my house, and I'm calling from there now. Tanner was waiting here for me. Yeah, must have known how to find my place. I guess he figured he use my wife as a hostage. That's right. Right. Yeah. But looks like she put up a fight... And he killed her. That's right. Tanner killed my wife. Right. Oh, yeah. He's here and I got him covered. Right, Lieutenant. You best run right over here and and pick him up. He's a mad dog killer and liable to do anything. You Judas creep. I know what it's like in jail, Frank. I've been there a long time. Now I'm free. I'm free, too. You see, I never wanted to be sheriff. I'd have been long gone if it hadn't been for Sarah. What I always wanted was a boat. A Tahiti-rigged catch. Something to haul deck cargo over on the Gulf. That's all I've ever wanted. And now I'm going. You double-crossing lion, Judas. Now, Frank, isn't this better for both of us? I'm free. You would do the hang anyway. And isn't a gun quicker and easier than a rope? You see, Frank, quick and easy. Maybe a lot easier. You know something, Abe? No funny thing, but Sheriff Tom, he would have gotten away with pinning his wife's murder on that escaped killer, Frank Tanner. Mighty clever idea, no doubt about it. But there happened to be a witness to the sheriff killing her just a few minutes before Tanner got there. Yep. That was some break, Judge. How'd it happen? Sarah's doctor, old Doc Crow. She was always complaining about bad headaches, always running Doc Crowell out with prescriptions. She ordered some medicine delivered about an hour before the sheriff killed her. (laughs) Doc was a little late to help his patient. Now what we have to do here is we got to find someone to hang the sheriff. Mm -hmm.
0: Sheriff Bender, driven by desperation to play the extreme role of killer, might have gotten away with pinning his wife's murder on the hapless scapegoat, Frank Tanner. But it is with murder, as it is in a theater. Bad timing can be a fatal flaw. And there happened to be a witness to the sheriff killing his wife just a few minutes before Tanner arrived. It was Sarah's doc. I'll be back shortly. Of course, I do not recommend crime, especially the perfect crime. For one thing, perfection has its imperfections. And no matter how fine the crime, the punishment needed for it will be the same as for just any run-of-the-mill felony. Which returns us to the enigma presented in Act One. Now we must find someone to hang the sheriff. No one is born a hero. But if he becomes one, it is only through the forces of fear and circumstances. Perhaps those same forces can turn any one of us into a killer. Or a hangman. Our cast included Fred Gwynn, Elspeth Eric, Bernard Grant, and Russell Horton. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Raven House Paperback Mysteries. This is Tony Grimes, inviting you to return to our Mystery Theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time.